0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app
1: to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
2: Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. The term "concept uh, comfort food" wasn't added to the Oxford English Dictionary until 1997 but the concept has been around for ages. They're dishes that bring a happy feeling just at the mention. Macaroni and cheese, chocolate cake, bacon. But why are they so comforting? To help us with our comfort food journey, we've invited Josie Bidwell from Southern Renly Healthy and Fit as our guest for the hour. And we're also looking for your comfort food stories and recipes. So give us a call this morning to join in. It's one eight seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 7464 or email the show food at mpbonline.org so good morning hope everyone is doing well this morning
3: good morning Kevin how are you
2: doing good Uh, went to a new restaurant in Hattiesburg well new for me I guess I think it's relatively new but uh, was uh, down visiting my brother and sister-in-law this weekend and Robert St. John's opened a new well again I guess it's relatively new but anyway it was a breakfast and a a lunch kind of an old-fashioned diner type place very good. Had some uh sweet potato pancakes.
3: Wow. Yum. Um, well you do know you're my Monday morning man, but I have a crush on Robert, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> And look, I absolutely love this look that you're wearing today. You look all handsome. I'm liking this. So uh, people, you you can't see him, but Kevin has this super sexy shadow
4: this morning on his face. (laughs) See, that's the problem,
2: though. This is not this shadow has been growing for two weeks now.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So not an overnight thing. (laughs) It looks good on you.
2: Thank you. So uh, uh, definitely when you get older, you're hair does start to turn gray and whitish so oh well it uh it, it looks dashing i guess i suppose See,
3: there you go kevin you know when men gray women say oh he looks so charming and mature <laughs> he's probably just right now to marry wink wink kevin <laughs> y'all are bad
2: <laughs> so um actually you know when it comes to comfort foods um uh, the thing that you brought in this morning certainly qualifies on my list uh, tell us what you brought us
3: Well, Kevin, I brought in two different treats this morning with some of the same elements. I brought in a decadent pound cake, and it's loaded with berries. We've got blackberries, strawberries, and raspberries, and it has this really yummy glaze on top. And then we brought in some chocolate mousse cups, really decadent bite, perfect for that uh, sexy late evening dinner or early morning brunch Mm -hmm. with your girlfriends. And so... It's definitely comfort food. And I like the fact that you, you know, sneaking in a bite while everybody else
4: is. While we're talking. (laughs) you're eating and that's okay because it is that good that you want to sneak in a bite when when you have a chance
3: well that's what i love about this show on mondays you know we're breaking all of the rules and regulations of radio and we get to make a lot of happy noises and the only thing i hate is that we don't have the radio audience sitting in with us
4: that can taste it oh gosh yeah they hate that too i bet so i'm glad i get to taste it today
2: but actually, and you know, I think the your little moose cups that would be a, a good uh, Valentine's Day treat.
3: Oh, so you're you're inviting me out on an early date?
2: Well, <laughs> it's a long way to February.
3: <laughs> so Josie, you know, the, I had the most romantic Valentine's date with the Kevin when I first came oh, to gosh. MPB. He took me to a swanky dinner, and we got all dolled up. So you know. That's how he got deemed my
4: Monday morning man. (laughs) Well, I'm feeling very left out because I've been here almost two years, and nobody has taken me on a swanky dinner. So I will be looking for my invitation come February um, to this meal. So, Kevin,
3: that sounds like you got two girls for a day, That's right. Two for the price
0: of one.
2: (laughs) All right, so we're going to jump into our topic in just a minute, but here's an interesting email we got. Uh, it was sent on Labor Day when we reaired our show about great Southern cakes. Mm. And so Brian in Oxford says there's a simple piece of science as to why many cake and bread recipes call for adding flour, the dry ingredients, to your wet. A uh, water plus water plus four plus mechanical action equals gluten. Gluten is a long molecule that can give you a rubbery, stretchy texture that many foods, cakes especially, want to avoid. Adding dry ingredients to wet minimizes gluten formation and helps to ensure softer, lighter texture. This is akin to letting dough rest when you make bread. There's a ton of science and different types of flour for specific gluten requirements around this question process. So,
3: Just saying the word gluten sounds like a bad date. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, yeah. like that ex-boyfriend you just don't want to call you anymore. <laughs>
4: but, you know, it's also why we don't over-mix batter. So sometimes mm-hmm. when I see... because. A lot of folks don't know that I am a baker as well so yes, I'm I a cake baker have a little a little side gig that I do cakes on, which usually stresses people out when they hear that I do healthy <laughs> stuff as well they're they're very confused including my children but um you know we tend to people tend to beat their batter to death and mm-hmm. then they wind up with a cake that's very packy and very dense and not light and fluffy and what we think of when we think of a really good cake so he's wow. right, you know we don't. Don't beat it to death. Just incorporate your ingredients and move on.
3: So one of the things that I I do, Josie, and, you know, and and this is so old uh, because I have all of these uh, fancy gadgets Mm -hmm. at home, but I have my favorite spoon. And it gives me time to, you know, incorporate those ingredients, add a little extra love, and then voila, you end up with what we have this morning. It's super moist.
4: It oh is very, very moist. And I I beat, I beat mix my cakes by hand as yeah. well. See, so I've got all kinds of, kind of, of fancy yeah. mixers <laughs> and all of that. And I go right back to my favorite bowl, my favorite spoon, and I, I mix them by hand as well.
3: I think yeah. it kind of reminds me of uh, those days watching my grandmother. And I yeah. heard you say your baby's waiting for my beater, <laughs> you know, beater. For, my, for my frosting. <laughs> right. It's like, where is that beater? You it's know? all of those memories that we love. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why we're so addicted to certain kinds of food.
2: We are talking about comfort foods this morning on Deep South Dining, so we're looking for your input. What's your favorite comfort food? Maybe you have a recipe or maybe just a memory of, you know, I think that's a part of what this whole thing is. Uh, these are foods that sometimes um, um, harken back to an earlier part of our life, maybe childhood, growing up, uh, eating with uh, relatives, friends, that kind of thing. So what's your favorite uh, comfort food? Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 672 Seven four six four. We are visiting with Dr. Josie Bidwell, who's the host of Southern Yay. Remedy, Healthy and Fit, every Monday <laughs> at 11 a.m. on MPP Think Radio. So, Josie, for those of us, uh, for who those who might not know a whole lot about you, give us a little bit of idea about your background.
4: All right. So I am a nurse practitioner uh, at UMC, and I've done a variety of things, from pediatrics to family medicine, but my love and where I am currently and where I hope to be forever is lifestyle medicine, and that's really what what we eat, how we eat it, how much we move, sleep, stress, anxiety, all of those things, and how it impacts our overall health. And so, um, but I'm a big foodie as well, so you know, <laughs> and and that confuses people. But what I want people to know is that you can enjoy food like Mm -hmm. you should enjoy food that it's okay to enjoy delicious food but we want to be mindful while we eat it and not just consume calories without appreciating the fact that they are delicious and balance it out you know with making some healthier choices through the way Um, I'm real big on just making a better choice so it may not be the textbook Best choice, but it's better than perhaps what we would have done the day before.
3: It's, it's that it's akin to living your whole life, yeah. And that's what Kevin and I talk about quite a bit here. Is you know you you can't make food your life's. You know mm-hmm. you have to laugh a lot, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family. Mississippi is such a gorgeous piece of ground, mm-hmm. so you get out and you do what you do, Josie, mm-hmm. and you go running and you run a five k and you go fishing and you go hunting. Mm-hmm. And you breathe and enjoy your life. And so then you can enjoy those yummy, delicious yeah. calories like we are this morning. <laughs> and um, Kevin is a, a advocate tennis player. So it's really about moving and enjoying your life.
4: Yeah, it is. I call it better choices for your best life. Yes. Because that's what we're all trying to live.
2: And actually, there is a website that I like online that's called Eat This, Not That. And it's a, it's a similar idea. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it says don't go... It's not the – well, they would probably not want you to go to fast food, but they realize a lot of people are. And so they say, well, if you're going to go there, this one is a healthier choice than this one. Right. And I think that's – if you were to do that sort of through the course of the day and your regular meals, you're sort of dieting without dieting.
4: Right. Well, and I want to get folks to not think of food in terms of this is a bad food and this is a good food because that sets up – Negative emotions with food because this delicious cake that we have right here (laughs) could be classified as a a bad food if you're thinking in terms of calories and nutrient profiles. And so someone might eat that and then feel very, very guilty about the fact that they ate that and then kind of derails their whole nutritional journey. You know, they would be like, okay, well, you know, I had that cake for breakfast, so I guess I'll go have cheeseburger and fries for lunch and pizza for dinner. And that's just not the way it is. You know, this cake is delicious. We're going to eat it. We're going to give ourselves permission to eat it and just move on with your day and make, you know, the, a better choice at, at your lunch meal.
3: Uh, you know, when you were talking, immediately I thought about giving yourself large amounts of grace. Mm-hmm. You know, really, in, in your for your whole life, no matter what decision you make in that moment, whether it's a, a food choice or whatever, it's like give yourself grace to just move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: All right. So before our first break, break. Define comfort food in one word, Deborah. Delicious. Josie. Memories. And I'll say hearty. How about that?
3: Delicious, hearty memories. Oh, look at there. We should get that on a (laughs) T-shirt. You and I should write the next cookbook, That's right. right? That's right.
2: So we need to take a break. We'll continue things after the break. Today, we're talking about comfort foods and why they make us feel so good. Our guest is Josie Bidwell from Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. We're looking at the science behind comfort foods. So uh, we're looking for your comfort food stories, recipes, memories. Give us a call. The number's 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-MPB. 672 7464. And during the break, we'll let you know what comfort food is celebrating its national holiday today. Every day is a food holiday, and this drive-thru staple is celebrating its national holiday today. We'll have the answer for you after the break.
1: You like mom's apple pie.
3: You sweet, sweet, sweet. You like mom's apple pie. So sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, you go to work from 9 till 5, and I
1: know you're so tired.
0: Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB
3: public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org
0: to get started. This is MPB Think Radio.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Deep South Dining. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Our guest today is fellow foodie and host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, Dr. Josie Bidwell. Today we're talking about comfort food. We're looking for maybe stories that you have, recipes that you want to share, or just let us know what your comfort food is. Give us a call to join the conversation. The phone line is 1-877-MPB-RING. That number is one 672 Seven four six four. You can always email the show as well, food at org. Got some phone lines open, and I know that everybody listening out there has got to have some one thing that they consider the comfort food. So give us a call. Let us know. We always love to hear from folks uh, as we do our show. Dur- uh, before the break, we asked you to guess what food is celebrating its national holiday today. This one's right up my alley because today is National Cheeseburger Day.
3: Ooh, Yum.
2: So uh, the origins of cheeseburger are a mystery, but in 1935, the trademark for the name cheeseburger was awarded to Louis Ballast of the Humpty Dumpty (laughs) Drive-In in Denver, Colorado. So uh, a little do cheeseburger uh, <laughs> All right. trivia
4: there. Well I feel smarter
3: already. <laughs> there is nothing like a delicious cheeseburger, Kevin. I mean, you know, you want that old fashioned, you know, cheese just kind of melting and oozing off the side and you know, for me it would either be a nice potato roll bond, toasted up, you know, just a little bit of butter on there. I want my lettuce and uh, tomatoes and pickles and, you know, sauteed onions. I, oh my gosh. Kevin, why didn't you call me and tell me to make you
4: cheeseburgers <laughs> today? I was thinking, if it's cheeseburger day, why are we not having cheeseburgers? cheeseburger's
3: right.
4: <laughs> my, uh, my mouth just started watering. Thank uh, you. I, I used to say, it made my mouth fill up with spit. Right there, just thinking about it.
2: Um, I read a series of mysteries. Uh, a, no, a novelist, uh, Joanne Fluke, has a character who owns a cookie shop. And so in her town, someone gets murdered every couple months and she has to figure out who it was. She (laughs) should (laughs) move. You know, they used to say that about Murder, She Wrote, where it's like this little town in Maine. And and this is worse because every book is about three months set into the future. And like I said, people are dying in this town left and right. But anyway, she made something that kind of, it was a cheeseburger cookies. It was for a kid's party. Wow. So it was was, um, vanilla wafers for the buns, um, I can't remember what she used for the uh, the the patty, uh, but there was a little yellow food coloring for the cheese dripping down the thing, and they put red food coloring for mustard, and she put sesame seeds on the top bun. So I have very... made
4: a cake that looks like a, a cheeseburger yeah. before, and fries. So, but if I was going to do it, Josie, mm-hmm. come
3: on, you guys, we got to do the Krispy Kreme buns,
4: <laughs> the donut buns
3: with the cheeseburger. I mean, it's the only way to do it right. <laughs>
2: When I see the pick this, pick that, that's why I I did try that cheeseburger, the the Krispy Kreme cheeseburger at the at the fair. But if I if I get a cheeseburger, that would be one thing that I would be willing to give up to to kind of cut down on the calorie count.
3: Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. you're braver than me. I, not,
4: I, I took a picture of it. And uh, yeah. you, you
3: need to have at least six friends for one burger because all you need is a tiny Just bite. A bite. Yeah.
2: Well, you it's interesting. My oldest brother does not like cheese, and so. What? It,
4: I know, I have a colleague who doesn't like cheese, and I just... What I, the macaroni? I know, I cook <laughs> cheese is one of my favorite things in life. I love cheese. But I cheese.
2: noticed that, you know, it used to be that at the fast food places you had to, the cheeseburger was something that you had to order as, I need, I want a cheese, but now it's, to get it without a slice of cheese is the special order, so, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. People I'm,
3: who don't eat cheese, I just want to go right <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the heck? He'll eat,
2: uh, he'll eat pizza, so he likes uh, mozzarella and then one time, um, we ate something that had i think it was some feta cheese on there, and he didn't know about it but and I, you know I, it's one of those where I think part of it is I think he's decided he doesn't like cheese and gets along fine without eating <laughs> cheese so but anyway, uh, but I certainly love cheese on my cheeseburger uh, red onions. I think I love that uh, Deborah, um. you mentioned pickles um, so good good stuff that's for sure yeah. Uh, let's uh, go to the phone lines we'll start uh, with our friend bill in greenwood good morning bill
3: hey good morning bill
2: hey how y'all doing speaking of comfort food
1: uh my favorite thing was my mama's chicken and dumplings yeah. Uh, she used to bake them for years the old-fashioned way she started from complete scratch and uh she did it completely till she got really too old and she she got shaking so bad she just couldn't do it mm-hmm. so i used to try to replicate her recipes but i couldn't i couldn't quite do it so she used to enjoy the sweet sue out of a can a lot when she got really old but you know Mm -hmm. her her chicken and dumplings was about the best i've ever had they were just really good
3: I could almost taste the memories as as he's talking, you know, and it's just one of those dishes that will make you close your eyes and just kind of melt into that moment where you are. So, wonderful memory. Well, I'm
4: just, it brought up the memories that I have of chicken and dumplings, because now I believe my mom makes the best (laughs) chicken and dumplings. Um, Mom wars. (laughs) Mom wars. I think we all have, uh, you know, we all think our mom makes the best, but my mom makes them from scratch as well. And, you know, I can picture her in the kitchen, you know, rolling out the dough, cutting it, and, you know, sweating because it's hot here, and, you know, that's a, a labor-intensive process, but, you know, it took me right back to eating my mom's chicken and dumplings, and that's the beauty of food is that it it does trigger these happy memories Absolutely. for us.
2: All right, Bill, thanks for the phone call. Good uh, good way to get us started because that certainly is a comfort food for a lot of us, uh, and that's, uh, again, to me, when i hearty, that's another one to me that, you know, that warm uh, chicken and dumplings, just really, really good stuff. Uh, we are trying out a new technology here at MPB, so we have actually have a Skype call that we'd like to bring on the air. It's Jason from Jackson. Jason, thanks for joining us.
3: Hey, Jason.
2: Thanks, Devin. Hi, guys. Hey. What's your uh, comfort food?
1: Uh, my comfort food, we were talking about it this weekend, but you really can't do it until it's not 95 degrees outside. <laughs> it's chilly. Oh, yes. That is are in the game. You gotta have chili during the game, but it's too hot for it right now.
2: All right. So, uh, what toppings do you like, if any, on your chili?
1: You know, I was just listening to you guys talking about cheese,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and and my wife likes cheese on the chili. I don't want anything, like nothing, but like maybe a little dash of Tabasco and some salt and pepper.
2: All right, so just to kick up the heat a little so bit. So
3: Jason's got a purest attitude when it comes to chili, but, you know, I want a little bit of everything on there, Jason. Can we get some sour cream, yep. some jalapeno peppers? Can we get some extra cheese? I mean, we just want to load it up with stuff and never go see the game.
4: <laughs> well, and chili. That's, well, that's fine. Yeah, and chili is one of those uh, dishes that is a comfort food. But there's also a way to lighten it up a little bit. You know? So, you know, beans are very, very rich in fiber, very low in fat. So, adding those to your chili is a, a good option, especially if you kind of cut the meat in half That's and right. add beans. It's also a cheaper way to make right, your now chili. You're
1: getting, now you get a little
0: crazy
4: there. Now, right. I'm little, now I'm getting a little healthy and fit, Jason. Uh, you okay. know, and then <laughs> toppings instead of sour cream, you know, I'm a big fan of non fat, plain Greek mm-hmm. yogurt. Still got the creaminess, still got the tang, but has no fat and then some avocado. Did you just
0: say yogurt and chili? I yeah, did not so- vanilla. This- Don't put vanilla yogurt in your chili. Don't do that. That
4: will make you mad at me. But a plain <laughs> yogurt is a very a very good swap for sour cream.
2: Oh, an avocado on cool. there. I avocado, like good
4: healthy fat um that a nice creamy texture on the top and a good way to get in some heart healthy fats.
2: All right, Jason, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you this morning. Thanks. Let's uh, move on. <laughs> Next, Kathleen's called in from Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen.
4: Hey, I'm Kathleen. Anybody's
0: down home cooking, as long as they'll deliver. Really. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had kind of a comment, and then my favorite comfort food coming from New Orleans has to be red beans and white. Oh, that's a good one, yep. Yeah. A combination of meats, pickled meat, sausage, ham bone, and a good chunk of French bread and a lot of butter. <laughs> Maybe even a cold beer, but that's definitely, you know, our go-to food there. But i got a tip on cooking a burger. Okay. Uh, this is for people who like them but don't always have the time. You get a hot iron skillet, and I'm talking cast iron. You rub it a little bit with margarine. You don't need a lot. But you do need a pot lid that's mm-hmm. deep. You can find them in dollar stores everywhere, as long as it's uh, an inch or so high. And once that skillet gets hot, no, the moisture, whatever you put, you could put anything from beef stock to butter to margarine. Put your hamburger patty in there. Put the lid on. Crack it just a little bit on the edge. And it really browns it up quick. It leaves the inside moist and juicy. You only have to flip it once. And it's uh, cooked in about a third of the time. It's called Philly Rare. Now the inside is kind of pinkish. If you get squeamish, not for you. But uh, right before you serve it, you take the lid off, and then you put your cheese on, and you put your lid back on, and it melts the cheese in just seconds. Best microwave they've got. got <laughs> Tastes like charcoal on the outside grill, and it's right on the table quick.
2: All right. Thanks. So Have a- go ahead. All right, I was going to say thanks, Kathleen. Good call. Good to hear from you this morning.
3: So I'm not really crazy about the pink burger yeah. on the inside. I want my burger really, really done. I know, you know I know people who do that, mm-hmm. but it's kind of sacrilegious to me. Mm-hmm. I want a really done burger, and then I do want that yummy, yummy bubbly cheese yeah. on top. This, Absolutely, like
4: the, I like American cheese yes. on my burger. Yes. You know, so it's really stringy and creamy. But I do like the tip about. Um, you're putting the cheese on, and then I, so I cook mine on like a flat top, right? White, you know, a little griddle. And so I'll put the cheese on the top, and then I'll squirt a little water around it, and then put, put the a lid, lid on, on top, top of it. In. And it kind of steams the cheese, and That's it gets that gooey, gooey yeah, cheese absolutely. on there.
2: There's a fancy burger place that has opened not too recently in Jackson, and we went there for a co-worker's birthday lunch, and they uh, were asking hamburgers, and the, the, how would you like that cooked? And the two choices were medium. And well done, and the my friend and I were both like, well, we would like medium well.
4: <laughs> <laughs> because, you average those two, you know,
2: medium on a steak. I like, and I, I'm not as queasy as some are about pink ground beef. But to me, you know, just cook it just enough to where the the, the pink has just disappeared. You don't want to burn it or whatever. And exactly. To me, that's medium well, and it's kind of like
3: like where's the where's the <laughs> option for the middle, right? right.
2: <laughs> that's so. It's a great place, but it was one of those places where <clears throat> every. Item on the menu had at least one ingredient that I had never heard of.
3: So, speaking of crazy ingredients and things you haven't heard of, have you guys heard the new Crave about? The Millionaire Burgers. No. So apparently there is this amazing fad that's going around uh, with the rich and the famous where burgers <laughs> are starting at $10,000 and up. And you can oh have gosh. them uh, brushed with uh, gold leaves oh. and caviar. Oh. And it's just this whole big deal. And I was uh, watching one episode where somebody actually paid $110,000 for a burger. Wow. Wow. Yep. Talking about no. cheesing. <laughs> yeah.
4: No. I've seen the gold-leafed uh, chicken wings. Yes. I saw that going around Facebook. Now, I had a burger in New York City. Gosh, it's probably been 10 or 12 years ago, and it was expensive. I mean, it was, you know, $60 or somewhere for a burger, but it had um, foie gras in the mm. middle. Mm-hmm. Then it had short ribs around that and then the burger patty. So it was one of those um, meal experiences. You know, that's not going to be my everyday burger that I go for. (laughs) But I still remember how absolutely delicious that burger was
2: well i my only complaint on on burgers sometimes on especially on the food network is that they they pile so much stuff on there and then when they put the bun on there it's like I still have to pick this thing up off the plate and attempt to eat it right so and i'm very i'm very o c d about messy food and if if the ingredients start sliding out the end of the <laughs> bun or if, the ketchup drips on my hand. I, you know, it's over
4: with. Game I, over. Yeah,
2: I like to have my, you know, the the patty squared up on the bun. Yeah, and all the bacon arranged properly. The tomato slice in the middle there. So,
3: I always wonder, like, what kind of. Um, animalistic jaw you have to have to <laughs> unhinge it yeah. and open your mouth wide enough to put six patties in for a bite. <laughs> you know? well,
2: let's, let's not even go anywhere near that when the burger joint and they want you to eat that huge humongous thing in 20, 12 minutes, whatever right. it is. <laughs> And then if you win, it's like, well, yeah, you ate it, so you won. Uh, And you also
3: won a trip to the emergency room. (laughs) Right.
4: And probably to see me later on for your cholesterol. All
2: right. uh, This is Deep South Donning. Time for our next break. But don't hesitate to call with your best comfort food recipe or memories of your comfort food. You may even have a way to take some of the calories away without removing the comfort. We might have a suggestion for you. Our guest today is Dr. Dr. Josie Bidwell from Southern Remedy, healthy and fit. The number to call to join our conversation is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's one 672 7464 And during the break, see if you can guess the origin country of these international comfort foods. Schnitzel with gravy, mm. scrambled eggs and beans, tikka and pork adobo with rice. We'll tell you where those come from after this break.
0: MPBonline.org is the destination for everything Mississippi public broadcasting. Catch up on past shows from Think Radio, check out MPB TV or Music Radio, and become a sustaining member all from one place. Get connected now at MPBonline.org.
2: Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Our guest today, Dr. Josie Bidwell. We're talking all about comfort food this morning. By the way, if you uh, missed any part of today's show, you can listen back on our website. Go to mpbonline.org slash dining. You can also get the MPB Public uh, Media app for your smartphone or download the podcast using your favorite podcast app. So uh, before the break, uh, we introduced a couple of international comfort foods, wondering where they came from. The first one, schnitzel with gravy. This is a German dish. It's uh, made with breaded, deep-fried meat, usually veal. Uh, and smothered in mushroom gravy. That's uh, one that, uh, since my dad was stationed in Germany for a number of years when I was growing up, certainly had my fair share of schnitzel. I think Austria would also claim uh, uh, the origin of that, but that's a, it's really good stuff. Uh, scrambled eggs with beans, a.k.a. huevos rancheros tacos. Mm. This is uh, from Mexico. Soft tortillas stuffed with homemade refried beans, eggs, green chilies, tomatoes, and diced avocados. And I know that uh, Ezra Wall, our colleague, that's one of his favorite uh, comfort foods to go to. Uh, Thich Ca is from Vietnam. It's served traditionally during the Lunar New Year, and uh, it's braised pork with eggs in a sweet and sticky sauce. Caramelized sugar and like co- light coconut milk or juice are used to create the sauce, and pork belly or pork shoulder slices are initially coated in soy sauce, mm. fish sauce, uh, garlic and shallots, then braised with hard-boiled eggs. So that's interesting that so far the two of them have uh, eggs involved. Uh, so that's, uh, I guess, uh, could be considered a comfort food. And then uh, pork adobo with rice is from the Philippines. Adobo means to marinate. And for this dish, you make a stock composed of paprika, oregano, salt, garlic, soy sauce, and vinegar. If you want a healthier version, use chicken uh, instead of the pork. Uh, so uh, any thoughts on those? Any other uh, comfort foods, uh, international comfort foods maybe that, uh, that come to mind?
3: I don't know about uh, necessarily when international, but when you were th- talking immediately, I was thinking, you know, where we think schnitzels is the German food in the South. We call that uh, chicken fried steak
4: and gravy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: And it's just, and it's amazing how food will uh, translate from one origin to the other, mm-hmm. and how you know from one community to the other, you put your spin on it based on the availability of resources to you. But chicken fried steak here in Mississippi is definitely our German version of schnitzel. One of my husband's
4: <laughs> favorites, and he he orders it when we go out because I I, I don't cook that, I don't do a whole lot of frying uh, at home. One is just for. Convenience sake, I don't have a whole lot of time to to be doing that. But uh, my comfort food, that I guess would have an international flair to it, is just pasta. Like mm-hmm. I just absolutely uh, adore anything that has a noodle in it. You know, I, so you know, spaghetti or lasagna. Those are just I just adore them.
3: Absolutely, I think my favorite breakup food, comfort food, was ice cream, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had a boyfriend since the ice age, so. (laughs) But that was one. You know, that's one of those foods. You're crying, and you got your blanket and your pillow, and you're going, "I hate him. I hate him. I love this ice cream. I love this ice cream. It's just really funny."
2: So we we've talked about how uh, comfort food is could could be nostalgic and a lot for a lot of us comfort food is is something that maybe that we remember from our childhood. So uh, again, we'll throw it out to everybody here. Is there some food that you have a strong tie to something your family growing up, your mother, maybe anything along those lines?
3: For me, it was my mom, it is a old fashioned pot of soup with cornbread, Mm -hmm. you know, the vegetable stock soup. And I don't know, it was like she put her tippy toes in it. It was so yummy. And to then ladle that over some fresh baked cornbread was just incredible. For my grandmother, it was those early morning Mm -hmm. pancakes. It was uh, crispy along the edges really fluffy, but she they make cane syrup. So we had, you know, that experience. Mm. Yeah.
4: For me, for my mom, it's macaroni and cheese. And anytime I'm sick... That's what I want is my mom's mac and cheese and bless her soul. She lives, you know, about an hour and a half away. She will drive down here to make (laughs) me macaroni and cheese (laughs) for my grandmother. It's candied sweet potatoes. They were, um, my favorite thing at the holidays. And, you know, of course she's gone now. And that's the thing, um, I miss the most from her. And my other grandmother was peach roll. So she had, um, fresh peaches and she had screen doors outside that she laid out and she cut those peaches and put that on it, and dried them in the sun out there so there would be dried peaches that she dried and inside this little flaky pastry dough that she would make and then this kind of creamy white sauce that she would Uh. pour on the top of it absolutely amazing we have not been able to recreate that we have tried and tried and tried and so I would just rather not have it because it's just like, <laughs> it just doesn't taste like it's supposed to taste and so that hurts me uh, but it was delicious now it's funny that you said that so I'll share a quick
3: story I was um sharing cake with some clients and all of a sudden Josie it's about eight of us when we're having a meeting you hear this woman just she starts bawling oh. And everybody, there's a moment of like, what just happened? And she's eating the cake and there's water coming down her eyes. And she says, this tastes like my mom's cake. (laughs) And and it just broke my heart. Mm -hmm. I was happy, but it's amazing how... Food sensations really do trigger both those really happy memories mm-hmm. and those really sad memories. And that's why I never figured out why do we take food to repasses, Kevin, because mm-hmm. it's already such a sad time. Now you're ruining my macaroni and cheese for <laughs>
2: life. <laughs> We're looking uh, for your input this morning. Got some open phone lines. our number 1877 MPB ring. Call us at 1 1877672. 7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. What's your favorite comfort food? Or, again, any kind of story that you have com, uh, tied to a favorite dish from your childhood, maybe. A couple for me. Um, my Actually, my mother used to make that it was not a comfort food for me, but I think it was for my dad because we ate it a lot and it was not <clears throat> one of my favorite things. <clears throat> but it was uh, corned beef and cabbage with uh, mm. with boiled potatoes. And I know that was something that he really liked. I... I think we were required to eat some of the cabbage, but I was not uh, a big fan of that. Although now I like, you know, coleslaw and and even uh, cabbage that's cooked, I would probably eat now more readily than I did as a child. And that's a complete another uh, uh, show we could get into <laughs> is how our food tastes change over the years. Uh, but that was one that he really liked. Mine was my mother used to make. Scrambled eggs, and I guess to have memories of a big, you know, skillet full of scrambled eggs, and her bringing it to the table and serving it. I know that was one of my favorite foods as a kid. And then my grandmother, um, who you know, I didn't have too much. You know, my we were in the military, so our family moved around a lot. And my grandmother died when I was, I think maybe in high school, so not a whole lot of memories, but I do remember that she had a killer fudge recipe.
3: Wow. The most,
2: uh, just the smoothest, creamiest fudge around. So that's the one thing uh, that I remember about uh, my grandmother. Now,
3: isn't it also amazing that you can have a food memory that makes you never want to have food again? The fact that you've been served something so much, like growing up, my mother made steak every Sunday. Mm -hmm. It was my dad's favorite meal. The last thing that I ever want to order on a menu is steak (laughs) steak. because it was like, do we not ever have another option in life? My dad is truly a steak and Mm -hmm. potato kind of guy. So that was it for us on Sundays. And that's the last thing I'm going to serve you on Sunday.
4: And for some people, it's, you know, if they were ill and they ate the food, then that's kind of off limits for them from that. Point on, you know, which is is tough if you're pregnant and you know <laughs> sick all the time. You you would not like any of your foods, <laughs> but um, I God, there's just not much out there that I will not eat. But my food tastes have changed. I know growing up turnip greens oh my gosh you could not have paid me enough money in the world to eat some turnip greens i would have just starved to death and mm-hmm. now it's one of my absolute favorites i fix it every year um for you know thanksgiving and christmas my mom my mom waits on my greens wow, so, you know, wow that's cool she, and that's what she was telling me the other day she said um i really am getting a craving for your greens and you can tell that it's, it's almost thanksgiving time because <laughs> it's time to cook some of those up
2: I will agree with you. I'm not raised in the South, so not overly familiar with greens, as many natives are. And it took me a long time to get over the fact that it looked like a read. jar of grass clippings. And so I was like, why would anybody want to eat that? But
4: <laughs> Grass clippings. I was
2: actually not really forced but coerced in eating them. So, again, it's not way up at the top of my list. But I know – I think the other thing about food is, as I've gotten older is be respectful of the person who prepared it. So even if it's something that you don't like – Get a small portion of it and Mm -hmm. eat it, you know, because the you know, like I said, one of the things we I think we've talked about on this show is it's an outpouring of love. The person who's cooking the food, it's it's a show of love, and and you know that they're putting themselves out there. So, you know, you can give it a whirl. Yeah, you can choke down a, a couple of bites of almost anything.
3: I also think for me, the beautiful thing about being broad about food is it really does broaden everything about my life. You know, I've gone from eating the same food forever to over the last six or seven years now wanting to try food from every culture that Mm -hmm. I can get close to. So not only does it bring me amazing uh, food experiences, but now I have new friendships, I have new history, I have brand new memories, Mm -hmm. and it's just really beautiful. So I always like to encourage people, as Kevin was saying, to try something new, at least make up your mind once a month. I refuse to go to the same restaurant again and go somewhere new, turn down a new street. It's amazing how one turning your life can just change everything. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, uh, let's do this. we got some calls on the line. We will get to that after this last break. It is time for the last break of the hour. We're talking about comfort foods today, those dishes that can alter a mood, spark a bit of nostalgia, and also can be healthier than you think. We're visiting today with Dr. Josie Bidwell from Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. Still time to work in a phone call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 And during the break, answer this riddle in honor of National Cheeseburger Day. Two mothers and two daughters went out to eat. They each had one burger, yet only three burgers were eaten. How is this possible? We'll have the answer <laughs> after the break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous
0: shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public
1: Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
2: Welcome back to Deep South Donning. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Our guest today is Dr. Josie Bidwell. Uh, If you missed any part of today's show, you can listen back on our website. Go to mpbonline.org slash Deep South Dining. You can uh, download the MPB Public Media app to listen to MPB Think Radio on your schedule. Or use your favorite podcast app and download the podcast. Before the break, we asked a riddle in honor of National Cheeseburger Day. (laughs) Two mothers and two daughters went out to eat. They each had one burger, yet only three burgers were eaten. How is this possible?
4: And I said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> One of them had a salad.
4: <laughs> and I cheated and looked ahead, so I know the answer. <laughs> it is
2: a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter. So. There we go. There we
4: go. Nice.
2: That, uh, that has been a bit of nostalgia. That reminds me of those math problems that we yeah. used to do. Is, uh, a train leaves Chicago at 345, traveling 45 miles an hour. Meanwhile, a train leaves New York, traveling at right. when will the two trains collide? And I was always like, right. I, it was I, like,
4: I, how tall is Tim? Yeah. Like something completely unrelated to the entire
2: problem. We got lots of phone calls to get to. Love to hear from folks. And we start with uh, Cecile in Gulfport. Good morning. You're on the air with us.
0: Hey, Cecile. Good morning. How are you?
2: Fantastic. Doing
3: good. What do you have for us today?
0: Well, um, my comfort foods are my mother with pot roast, and it had onions and mm. garlic mm. and potatoes and carrots, and it just sat in the oven for like about four or five hours.
2: Wow, that's good.
0: Beef pot roast, but from my grandmother, who was really my heart. My grandmother um, would give me smothered chicken, smothered in onion and garlic and butter, and then with that, it had to be the dirty rice. Oh, wow. All right. And do y'all know about dirty rice? It's Cajun.
3: Absolutely.
2: Mm. All right, Cecile, great call. Uh, Certainly some worthy uh, additions to our list of comfort foods. Next, uh, let's move on. We've got Wayne in Long Beach. Good morning, Wayne. Hey,
0: Wayne. Good morning.
1: Uh, I wanted to just tell Kevin that I make Stuffed collards, which is a Italian sausage and rice stuffing, mm. okay. put them in collards in a marinara sauce.
0: Mm. Oh, wow! Oh, wow.
3: <clears throat>
1: uh, but my one of my favorite comfort foods when I lived in Jackson years and years ago was you could go by the Crystal. And for $0.50, cents, you get five burgers and go to the them and get a quart of beer for $0.50. All
2: right. Well, that certainly qualifies, I think, Wayne. <laughs> thanks uh, thanks for calling in this morning. Let's move on. Next, it's Bob in Fairhope, Alabama. Good hey, morning, Bob. Bob. <laughs> G-
1: good morning. Hey, I have a uh, an international opportunity for you if you want to try something unique. Um, my grandmother, and my mother as well, used to make fruit dumplings from Central Europe. And when peaches and plums and strawberries come into season, you um, wrap them in a sweet yeasted dough. like It's almost like bread dough. And then steam them um, until the dough rises and becomes kind of tough and chewy. And then you cut them open. You get a bit of this unctuous bread. You get the uh, sweetness and the tartness of the fruit below and then you sprinkle this this is the bad unhealthy part you <laughs> sprinkle this uh, with dry cottage cheese, sugar and then pour a little bit of melted butter <laughs> over the top
3: That sounds very interesting It
4: does, it does oh, wow. I bet it is actually
1: it, it's good It's actually amazing you know? yeah. but it's not something that you find very often here Alright and, and While I have you on the comfort food question um, I'm a bread baker, uh, and that's one of my personal comfort foods. But it seems to me I'm a transplant here in the South. Is is yeasted bread like regular bread that you would make a sandwich out of, is that not a, a, a Southern tradition? I, quick bread seem to be much more prevalent than yeast breads. Is that just where I'm living now, or is that...
3: A- it's absolutely beautiful. it is here in the South. It you, like you said, quick breads are very, very. Uh, it's as our staple. Uh, you know, do you, so you, what you'll find us doing is simple things like biscuits and cornbread. cornbread. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just where we where we live. So yeah.
2: All right, uh, Bob. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Good to hear from you this morning. And let's our final phone call is Lee from Woodville. Good morning, Lee. You're on the air with us.
3: Hey, Lee. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Good morning. I'd like to say a comfort food one my mother used to fix and we still fix it around here. We had nothing but these great, great big pots full of vegetables. I mean, they would have new potatoes, they would have corn, Uh okra pods, the string beans and the green peas along with braised tips, beef tips in there yes. with them mm-hmm. and let them cook down for a couple of hours. And on the side, you have know, wheat bread with honey over it. <laughs> and tell Kevin, when you got tired of dipping in that with that bread... You could take some of those beef chips and put in that bread and eat it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lee, sounds very good. Thanks for the call. Great stuff here. A lot of great uh, comfort foods have been shared with us this morning. Got a couple of minutes left, and, you know, we, we invited Josie on to, uh, to talk with us, but also we did have in mind the idea of, you can make these comfort foods still tasty and still have these memories, but make them just a little bit more healthy. And, you know, Josie, earlier when we were talking about um, chili, mm-hmm. you mentioned the idea of substituting the sour cream for the uh, the nonfat uh, plain yogurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other maybe some tips and ideas that people can kind of think about when they begin that idea of I'm still enjoying this food, but I'm trying to make it just a little more healthy?
4: Right. Well, the first tip is if it's one of those that's just your ultimate comfort food don't make any changes. Just maybe pick a smaller portion Mm -hmm. and then balance your plate out with something that's not as calorie dense. So maybe a side salad or some greens or cabbage or something like that. Um, And then slow down while you eat it and actually remember the memories, appreciate the taste in your mouth, how it smells, and just really be present. Don't get you a big plate of it and then park your tail in front of the TV and just mindlessly eat it because you wind up getting your last bite of it and then not going, did I did I eat all that? I don't, I don't remember eating all that. So just slow the heck down and pick a smaller portion. Now, as far as swap outs, you know, some of the things that we do is, you know, if you're doing something that's a cheesy dish and it's maybe a cheese topping – Pick a a bolder cheese or one that has more flavor to it because you need less cheese overall. So, you know, uh, an American or a mild cheddar are very, very um, kind of bland on mm-hmm. the taste-o-meter. And so you have to put a lot of those in there. But a sharp cheddar or a blue cheese or a feta, they pack a bigger punch as far as flavor so you don't need as much of that um, to get that same cheesy flavor for that. Um, One of the Easiest ways in a meat-based dish is to kind of just cut back on the amount of meats and add in some veggies in there. So you know, if spaghetti is your comfort food. You know, cut back on the meat, add some um, mushrooms in there. Um, you chop them up real fine, and they they look the same. It's what I do. My kids don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, and we're getting, we're getting some extra veggie in there as well.
2: Wow, those are, those are really some great tips. Because again. You know, I think too many people associate losing weight, eating healthy, dieting with this bland, oh, gosh, you know, that kind of thing. Right. But those are some great tips to where you can still enjoy your food but just, as you say, kind of just an eye towards making them a little bit more healthy. Uh, the idea of the different kind of cheeses, I love that because, you know, you're experimenting and maybe you discover a cheese you've never had before. Absolutely. And you like the flavor right. and then you can add it to that. Right. And then uh, I would think, too, maybe if if you eat together with friends and family, you would be less likely to – scarf the food down and that you could enjoy the food more and who knows maybe you're creating more memories to you know to reinforce those those comfort foods
3: not only that though kevin it's uh, it's been proven that laughter helps Mm -hmm. to release those endorphins in your brain which is going to help you burn off a few more calories while you're eating and so then you don't want to eat as much food when your heart is full with joy so it's always good to eat with friends and family
4: and actually October is eat better eat together month which is encouraging families to sit down and eat a meal together and build more memories that way because you do eat less calories and kids have better performance overall in school and life when they eat with their families. It's just better
3: for your relationship overall, being single and sitting at the table and lighting candles and having you know that you can Facetime me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a pretty sight all the time. Yeah, that's all right,
2: and uh, I like also cutting back on the meat and maybe throwing in uh, like black beans. To me, mm-hmm. are a lot of good. So beans yep. are, are a good source and of- cheap. Yeah. All right. Hey, that's going to wrap us up for today. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. So for Deborah Hunter and our guest, Josie Bidwell, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned for Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. And Josie will be back at 11 with Southern Remedy. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining, heard only on MPB Think Radio.